Hey, good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour on a rainy, cloudy Tuesday here in the Valley of the Sun. You know, we love it. We're one of those weird, weird places where rain is loved here. I mean, it's got to, it really, really has to be bad before we uh, are unhappy uh, when it's raining here in Arizona, it's been raining all morning long. Not too bad, but bad enough. We don't know how to drive it. it, it it's crazy time out on the streets. Be careful out there. I hope today finds you well. Of course, I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And all of you listening, you all know you need to call. You know the number. I shouldn't. I, I'm going to give it to you, but you know it. 800 800- Nine five one zero five nine two. The website. Listen, you got to go out there every day. Make it part of what you do in the day. You know, we're in the digital age, right? There's nothing you can do about it. It is what it is. We all got the the cell phones and the laptops, and and you're, we're always online all the time. Just be out there. I promise you, the vast, vast, vast majority of things that we post on allamericangold.com we never talk about on the radio show. It's only an hour. Keep yourself informed. Uh, The Meadows plan, you know, I've talked a lot about that. Get in. Get in. Get in. What can I tell you? Get in. We have all, we got impeachment trials starting today, right? What a circus that's going to be. And who knows? You know, uh, they're they're threatening some bombshell news. I don't know. We don't know. But again, this is a, a just more of the great divide. We had the huge uh, gun rights protest. Of course, it was peaceful. Of course, it was peaceful because we're peaceful people. It's the other ones that you got to worry about. Uh, that happened in Virginia the other day. Uh, we got the billionaires all out there in Davos. Isn't that kind of creepy? Right? It just kind of is just like, hey, you know, here's all the richest people in the world, and we're all going to have a little meeting. And you know what? You're not invited. Well, you know, we'll have the news media around, and we'll come and talk, and we'll give you what we want you to hear. And then we got that weird, and I don't know if it's going to be something or not, that virus out of China, you know, the one that uh, apparently this one can go from human to human. Uh, it, it's not as not as deadly as SARS, but, uh, yeah, people are dying from it, and they're not sure what it is. I don't know. We'll see. Sooner or later, we're probably due for one, aren't we? Right? That's always the bad part. You know, every every hundred years or so, right, something comes out of nowhere. Uh, is this one it? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but we're ready for it, right? We're prepared for it. Uh, it, it it's, it's something where all of these events, and then, of course, you know, we got central banks now finally admitting. See, I told you this, and I've been telling you this, and, and, and this one, uh, we've been talking about it for, for several years. Right, but the central banks now admitting, hey, we may actually be working together on the cryptocurrency. Uh, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite people of all time, 
uh, was out in Davos uh, speaking to whoever wanted to listen. And I'll just use the phrase that he used. Cash is trash. Of course, he was talking about U.S. dollars, in case you didn't know. Cash is trash. Uh, and I think he's right. Listen, uh, one of my other favorite people, Jeffrey Gunlotz, was out yesterday talking about the central bank and talking about our central bank, our Federal Reserve. Hey, they don't even know what it is they're doing. And talking about the repo markets and the bond market, no one knows more about the bond market than he does. And why am I all excited about it? Because when you turn on the idiot box, they're not. Because they don't understand. He, he flat out said the central bank doesn't have depth when it comes to what is happening in the bond market. And, it's, and of course, you know, that's not a good thing, right? It's not going to end well. That was kind of his mind. It's not going to end well. And uh, But on the other side, right, Larry Kudlow said, hey, we're going to have uh, 3% GDP growth. Uh, okay. I don't even know what to say. Okay. Sure, Larry. Thanks Thanks for coming. Thanks for playing. Uh, but we got that. We're going to talk about uh, what Ray Dalio said. We're going to uh, try to get to what the central banks are saying is coming next. So they're, they're letting the cat out of the bag. Of course, this isn't a secret, right? Uh, the dollar is done, right? As Ray Dalio, cash is trash, right? Whether or not you want to admit it or not. What's the debt? What is it? Right? You know, the, the, they'll say, oh, it's a trillion. We, we, it's so much more than that, right? Now, now you factor in all the unfunded liabilities, and these unfunded liabilities keep coming due. Every year they get bigger. Right, but the problem is the bills are due. That's why the debt the debt keeps exploding upwards. Then you have quantitative easing for now. They're, they don't call it that. Hey, we're not going to call it that. Remember when QE, this latest round of the repo markets, happened? Do you remember? Most of you probably don't. Right, it was the end of September. And it was supposed to just be for a week or two because of, uh, well, companies got to pay their taxes. <laughs> right? Here we are. What? Uh, the better half of January is already over. And now they're saying, yeah, it may be QE forever. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. And... Uh, this was out of CNBC this morning. Uh, the, some of the world's largest central banks teaming up on an initiative to explore digital currencies. Give me a break, explore, dude. They've, trust me, they've done plenty of exploration. You want to call it that. China's getting ready to launch. I don't know what day. I don't know what month. Now, everybody's saying it's going to be this year. The central banks of Britain, England, Japan, the Eurozone. Right? So you're thinking about you know, Germany and France and Italy and Spain, right? The pigs, right? Portugal. 
Sweden, Switzerland have all grouped up with the Bank of International Settlements. Wow. Surprise, surprise. The Bank of International Settlements. Here we go. Right? And we kind of already know, right? They're going to try to tie it uh, to the basket of currencies, right? Gold's probably going to have a role in it. Uh, and, of course, they, they don't want to admit it. But now all of it kind of, right, it's all falling into place, right? Bring my gold home is falling into place, right? All these central banks buying all of this gold, falling into place. And today, CNBC says pretty much, let, let's face it, we got uh, the Chinese Central Bank, right? They're doing, hey, they got their thing going, right? The Russians, they got their thing going, right? They're them and the Chinese, right? They're together. All the other major central banks of the world not named America, they're now together. Right? And then there's what? Us. Right? We'll probably, we'll... we'll <laughs> We'll end up with Canada. No offense to Canada, right? Uh, but we'll end up with Canada, Mexico. Uh, maybe, I don't even know Mexico. Maybe Australia. Well, Australia's probably going, I hate to say it, but Australia's probably going with the Chinese, along with the South Koreans. The topic of central bank digital currency, CBDC, central bank digital currency, Gaining momentum amongst major institutions, right? They talked about the Facebook thing, right? And, and uh, you know, this is just what it's going to be. Right at the end of the day, right, the fiat currency that we have today, right? in, in the case of the United States, this is the dollar, right? Think about all the things the banks have done. Right. First, it was uh, rules about depositing cash. Right. All of you know here that I get charged to put my cash in the bank. Yeah, they charge me because I put too much cash in. You know, it's you know, it's the bank, right? You're supposed to put your money in. Apparently, only the way they want you to. Right, you can't go in and put money into your grandson's account. Right? Unless you're right, unless you're on his account, you can't do it. Then they put all these restrictions on your safety deposit boxes. Right? Hey, you can't have cash in there. Can't have coins in there. Can't have gold in there. Right? It's kind of like, okay, well, if I can't have that stuff, then why do I need a safety deposit box? Right? I mean, let's. We're gonna ban all the things that you know. You the reasons why you'd have it. Can't have any of that in there. I came up with all of these weird rules. Right? Maybe you're gonna go in there and I don't know. Withdraw $5,000 of cash. You know what? It's a Tuesday. You want a fun test? Go to your bank and withdraw 5000 in cash. See if they let you do it today. 
Maybe maybe if you're at a, a major uh, bank branch that's really, really busy, maybe. I don't know if they will or not. Most of them would be like, well, you can order it. Yeah, you can come back uh, next Thursday and we'll have it all ready for you. Right? They don't have any money there. You know what they got? Ones, fives, maybe some 20s and, and, and rolls of quarters and dimes. And pennies and stuff like that. That's what they have now. But even that may trigger them to notify the IRS. Matter of fact, a lot of times now at the banks, they don't even tell you. Hey, you, you've tripped a little thing here. We gotta fill out a little little form here. We're gonna send off to the IRS. I mean, it's really turned into nothing more than a glorified sp- spying operation. So we know, right, we've got interest interest rates, right? Well, how many years has it been now, right? How many years has it been where we've got uh, anywhere, where, where are we, one and a half, and the rest of the world's at zero or negative? Have we been this way for, a, you know, what, a decade and a half with no end in sight? We got quantitative easing all over the world. I mean, you can call it what you want, but it is what it is. There's plenty of warning signs. The Dow is a great warning sign. Last year, the Dow was up, well, the S&P, one of them, but in composite, 20 to 30% last year. Now, granted, the year before, we had that big sell-off there in December, but still, 20 to 30%. Awesome. Corporate profits was down one percent. Right? The the man, that just doesn't really jive, does it? Right? That's a sign. That's a signal. Right? And we've seen it. And now uh they come out and say, Hey, uh, we're working with the Bank of International Settlements. They actually released a statement on Tuesday, which is obviously today. They're saying that they formed a new group with the head of the Bank of International Settlements' own initiative on digital currencies and the Bank of England's deputy governor. So they've got the the co-chair of the Bank of International Settlements. They got the deputy governor, the Bank of England's deputy governor. Uh, They're going to be overseeing this project. The group will assess the CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, using cases, economic, functional, and technical design choices, including cross-border interprobability and the sharing of knowledge on emerging technologies, they said. Right? They, they do what they're doing, right? They're running the models. See, they needed the Bitcoins of the world. They needed it. Hey, you guys work out all the bugs. You work it out. When we feel like the technology is getting close, right, that's when it's all going to happen. China, which has been racing to issue its own central bank di- digital currencies, uh, they, they, they've been, you know, not a 
ton of detail coming out of Beijing. They're looking to accelerate the development of blockchain technology, right? They want to be the leader. They want to be number one. So when you start thinking about uh, all of these things, it's happening, right? Because this is how the media starts, right? We Yesterday, we talked about the power of the media. This is how it starts. See, they start leaking it out little by little. Get you used to it. Get you comfortable with it. Get you to feel good about it. And then slowly but surely, what they'll do, I'm going to tell you right now what they're going to do. They're going to get people you've heard of to come out and tell you, oh, yeah, we need to do this. Right? Give it credibility. Well, here you go. Uh, just just started. Here you, commodity former, Commodity Future Trading Commission Chairman J. Christopher Giacarlo recently announced plans to push for a digital version of the dollar. By the way, he's due to speak at the World Economic Forum in Davos later this week. So there you go. So here's the first guy here from the U.S. who's going to address it in Davos to say, hey, you know what, we need uh, we need to get ready for our digital currency. So, you know, and, and, you, and you think about what Ray Dalio said today. Of course, he is the founder of Bridgewater, uh, associates and I forget I think they're the world's largest hedge fund you know just that you know you know he's 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 not a mainstreamer he's just the the guy that's got all the money he said everybody is is thinking they're missing out and everybody thinks they want to get in right, talking about Wall Street Dalio is advising people about being too heavily invested in the United States and says that people need a well-diversified portfolio. And I've been telling you, I've been telling it to you for about a year now, you need to increase your exposure to go. So whatever percentage you thought you needed, it needs to, you need to raise it. Saying the thing people can't jump into and out of is cash. Cash is trash. Get out of cash. Now he's rhyming. It's like Dr. Seuss. We need a new Dr. Seuss book. Cash is trash. Get out of cash, said the cat in the hat. There's still way too much money in cash. Says that investors, right, you should not be on the sidelines. And those of you that are holding cash are going to feel pretty stupid. But here's what he said. Hey, having cash on the sideline, no point to that. Right? And now that's not rocket science doesn't pay you anymore, does it? If you do get some interest from your bank, the fees that they charge you, you know, wipe away anything you possibly gained in interest. And most people don't have enough money in the bank to get any interest. And he's saying that you really need to pay attention more than ever 
about having balance in your portfolio. Now, does, did he say don't invest in U.S. stocks? No, he didn't say. I mean, we know the winners, right? If you own Apple, right? If you own Amazon, right? Netflix, I mean, but there's so few. You better have a certain amount of gold in your portfolio. He also warned against investments like Bitcoin. Now, you know I'm not a fan of Bitcoin. But Bitcoin has a purpose. Right? It does. If you got, you know, you want to take a flyer on something and say, you know, hey, maybe I can make 20, 30% real quick or lose 20 or 30% real quick. I guess you could invest in Bitcoin. My thing about Bitcoin, and it's always been this, I love the thought behind it. Right? The thought behind it is freedom. Freedom from the central bank. And I just think that's ignorant thinking. That's just my opinion. Listen, I get it. There's a lot of people out there that love Bitcoin because they want to believe. Hey, it's not going to be held back by central bank intervention. And, of course, I'm like, yeah, you want to bet? When they're ready to hold it back, they're going to. That, that's just my opinion. That's just how I view it. And now that they're all now going to be getting into their own digital currencies, what do you think's going to happen? This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, Ed Martin. The United States Constitution expressly grants the authority to the president to issue pardons. This power has been repeatedly invoked by presidents beginning with George Washington. Far be it for the deep state to let little things like the Constitution and centuries-old precedents to get in their way. They've been obstructing President Trump's use of his presidential pardoning power since day one. The lack of respect given to Trump for his presidential pardons is an absolute disgrace. This presidential prerogative is particularly important when the commander-in-chief pardons a military officer under his direct chain of command. Presidential pardons of servicemen who put their lives on the line in defense of our freedoms should receive heightened respect by all. Instead, the left has chosen to vilify an honorable serviceman simply because his name passed through the lips of President Trump. By all accounts, it looks like Navy SEAL Special Chief Eddie Gallagher's platoon mutinied against him and prompted the overzealous prosecution for crimes he did not commit. He was nearly fully acquitted by a military jury in a system that rarely sides with an accused soldier or sailor. That key fact of this case should not be ignored. A blizzard of frivolous allegations were made against Gallagher in an apparent attempt by some of his subordinates to destroy him. But when it came to testifying in a court of law, the allegations virtually disappeared. Prosecutors should have dropped the case then and there. Instead, they decided to drag things out as long as possible in a vain attempt to completely destroy Gallagher's reputation and his career. Gallagher's acquittal at trial on all serious allegations against him vindicated the sailor and embarrassed the prosecutors. Once again, instead of backing off from their mistake, the deep state doubled down on Gallagher. It took a direct intervention from the president to finally set the record straight. It should have never been this way. Gallagher should have been honored by a grateful nation from the very beginning. Our men and women in uniform can rest assured 
knowing they have a commander-in-chief who's got their backs, even when the Pentagon bureaucracy doesn't. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. These culturally relevant commentaries, along with videos, columns, and bulletins, are waiting for you at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Plus, you can find, follow, and share our work on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. All the billionaires meeting over there in Davos. Uh, Ray Dalio was, you know, and the guys that I like. I like them for a couple reasons. Number one, they never tell you to sell all of your stocks or 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 uh, put all your money into real estate or put it all into gold or put it. They're, they're, it's always the same. Don't be an idiot. I know what they're saying. Now, they don't say it like that because, you know, they're they're billionaires. Right? They're, they're too highbrow to tell you not to be an idiot. See what is really happening out there and manage your wealth accordingly. And I don't care if you've got millions, tens of thousands, thousands, or hundreds of dollars. You need to manage your wealth accordingly. You know what else I like about them? They speak very plainly, right? They don't, they don't when they're talking to people, especially uh, on TV, through social media, and how they communicate very easy to understand. When you talk to everybody else, you're just left scratching your head, right? Talking about, oh, well, it's okay because, well, you know, the interest rates are low and the Fed is bailing us out. And we got stock buybacks and don't worry because future earnings, we're going to way overvalue them and that way it's going to be okay and it's wonderful. And you're like, what? How did you do that again? Right? And they justify with things. And, and, and all as he's talking about, when, when Ray Dalio is talking about is, hey, you have money in the bank, you're, 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 you're an idiot. Right? You don't have money invested in, in uh, whether it's in you know, the stock market or wherever. you got to be smart about what you do. But you're an idiot. Right? Because you don't get anything for it. He believes that the Federal Reserve is now in a position where it can no longer stimulate the economy like it has in the past, i.e. like lowering interest rates, right? They lowered rates three times last year. Did it do anything? 
did it really? No. I mean, GDP was 2%, 2.1%, 2%. I mean, it, it, it didn't do anything. You used to push a button and it would go up, Dalio said, talking about the Fed. If U.S. interest rates continue to fall and U.S. federal politics remain highly divisive, which we know, we know it's going to remain divisive, right? Trump gets impeached, doesn't get in, well, he got impeached, but if if they go through with the impeachment, if they don't go through with the impeachment, either way, divisiveness stays. Trump wins, Trump loses uh, the election. Either way, divisiveness stays. The economy isn't going to be able to bounce back like it used to, right? Because we're way down now. You know, we talked about the millennials and student loans. And, of course, I've educated you. It's a lot more than millennials. Throw the Gen Xers, because I'm a Gen Xer. Uh, uh, so many of my friends. You know, I'm 49. I'll be 50 this year. So many of my friends. They're my age. Still paying student loans. When you think about the U.S. economy now and the weight it has. Everywhere we go, we got to drag the $23 trillion with us. <laughs> but the problem is, by the end of this year, the $23 trillion is going to be almost $24 trillion, 20, Well, actually, almost $25 trillion. By the end of 2021, right, we're going to be looking at $27 trillion. By the end of 2022, we're going to be looking at $30 trillion. Meanwhile... The central bank's balance sheet keeps growing again, right? It's like a tumor. Right? We got a little radiation, and then they had to stop, and now it's back to where now now it's back to where it was and growing again. We're going to have larger deficits, which we're going to print money for. That's pretty simple, right? The new twenty-year bond. Right now, now, now we we every every quarter, every other quarter, right? The Treasury they've been uh, raising the amount of this issuance and that issuance. Now they're like, okay, we can't keep doing that. <laughs> Look at how bad these numbers are starting to get. We keep adding, add a couple billion to this one, a couple billion to that one, a couple billion to that one. Boom, boom. boom. Next thing you know, a couple years later, and the auction sizes have doubled and tripled, and less and less people want them. Now they're going out with a 20-year note. They wanted to do 50 or 100, but they talked to the banks. And the banks are like, no one's going to buy that. Don't do it because then you're going to force us to buy it, right? Then we're going to have a bigger problem on our hands. We'll see how that 20-year note does. At a point in the future, we are still going to think about What's a storeholder of wealth? Because when you get negative yielding bonds or something close to it, we are approaching a limit that will be a paradigm shift. Right? And that's something we can all understand. 
right? When you're sitting there and, 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 and you're looking at what happens now, right? We're running out of, out of options, right? Because can we really raise rates? I mean, over the course of the next three to four years, we're going to pass $30 trillion in debt. Can we raise rates on that? I don't know how. Right? And, and, and either, either we're going to go a lot lower or a, <laughs> the other one's even worse. The, if it does go up, how horrible will that be? There are two purposes of money. One is a median of exchange, right? I use it to buy things. I use it to pay for things, right? I pay my mortgage with it. I pay my car payment with it. I buy my groceries with it. I buy gold and silver from Patriot with it. That's one value. According to Dalio, the only other purpose for money is a storehold of wealth. And if you have negative yielding rates or something close to it, that makes that median, i.e. Federal Reserve notes, not worth it. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? 800-951-0592. So Ray Dalio. And, and again, common sense. Having your money in cash, not a great idea. And it's not just here. Right, it's all the same. It's all the central banks, and look at now they're all uh, getting together, right, and working with the bank, of, the Bank of International Settlements, just like we told you. You know, and the power uh, that this currency, this new digital currency, has is it's the scary part. And it was one thing, you know, Bitcoin wanted the power not to be with the banks, which is you know people like that privacy and freedom that way. You just knew they weren't going to allow it. You think they were going to just stand by and watch that happen? No way. They can't resist it. And when the dollar is going to collapse upon itself, that's going to be the solution. And he says there's only two reasons for, for, for money, right? One is to buy stuff. The other is for your wealth. And that's where we come in. Gold has been a store of value for thousands of years. It's the only thing. It really is. You know, at the end of the day, look at it. You know, they, they thought they, they were going to get rid of it. It was an archaic, barbaric relic. Remember, though? Remember when they used to say that about gold? Remember? I do. When I first started here, it's still the early 2000s. Oh, gold, it's barbaric, archaic, it's a relic. Now everybody's kind of changing their tune. And and it's uh, and it and it makes sense because it's simple, right? They thought they could handle it. And then they couldn't. Right, and the debts got away from them. All these things. Now, now we run trillion dollar deficits, and they act like it's okay. Right, we started quantitative easing for. I didn't know there was a crisis. Well, there was. There was going to be, right? Because the banks weren't going to lend to each other again. Again, remember what Jeff Gunlot said: the 
the central bank really doesn't understand what's happening. They don't. They don't have the depth. And what was it last week? I think it was last week. Maybe the week before. Something like now, fifty percent of all the publicly traded stocks don't make money. Right? You've got the you've got the the really good ones at the top driving the markets. Uh, and then so many uh, that are just zombie-like, and I'm scared to find out. I, I don't know. How much more debt can the U.S. consumer take? That part I don't know. If the key consumer falters at all, uh, then all these things that Dalio was talking about are what we got to worry about, and we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, I don't know if this bombshell thing the Democrats say they have. I kind of doubt it. If they had it, they would have played it already. Uh, but we'll see about how the impeachment goes uh, and gearing up for the next election. But today, I've got a, I just, I'm, we're fortunate. Got a great fractional gold item again, and and we've had this is the second time this year already. So I feel really great about it. Uh, U.S. five dollar Liberty gold pieces. I've got 50, which is, that's a decent amount for the $5 Liberties. I got 50 of them. They're normally $440. You're going to save $15 a coin. That's that's huge. You know, think about it if it, on the terms of a 20. That'd be like $60 off on a 20. You're going to save $15 a coin, bring your, your cost down, to $425. That means if you had four of them, if you bought four of them, it would be $1,700. $20 liberties right now are $1,680. So for an extra $20, you get four fractional pieces. It's just a great way to get into the markets. Uh, uh, you can buy one, you can buy four, you can buy all 50. I don't care. Uh, $425 on U.S. $5 Liberty gold pieces. And these are the old ones, you know, 1866 to 1907 at 800 951 And gold did something pretty impressive today. It was up last night over in, in Asia. Uh, the... Uh, the powers that be tried to whack it this morning. Everybody was in there. They're trying to, to you know, hey, pay attention to us. We got billionaires in Davos and everything's great. Uh, gold uh, was went all the way down to 1546, came all the way back. Uh, right now, gold's $1,559. It, it's down a dollar uh, it's been rallied all the way back, and again, just kind of showing you nobody really wants to short gold right here, uh, and and a lot of people, including myself, uh, I think we're going to see new all-time highs a lot sooner uh, than even I want them to be. Uh, but but take the time, put them away. If you got money sitting in your bank account, it's a dangerous place to be, right? Because it doesn't, it's not doing anything for you, you know barbaric old relic and why would you own gold gold doesn't pay interest right all these things they used to, they don't say any of those things anymore the only thing that really is dangerous is the game that the central banks have been playing and of course today we learned and, and we knew this they already know this and they know the fiat money's getting ready to come to an end why do you think they've started the 
the campaign about cash being bad, right? Banks charge you for putting it in there. It's all part of the plan, right? They get people thinking. It's like I said, my 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 older son lives off Venmo. That's all they do. Oh, Venmo me, Venmo me, Venmo me. They're, you know, they, they have no concept. And that's exactly how they want it to be. So that way when they comes in, everyone's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Of course, what happens to your wealth when that happens? It goes away. That's why you put it into gold. That's what Ray Dalio was talking about at Davos today. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment here, Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. I don't mean to laugh. I was just reading this headline. People no longer believe working hard will lead to a better life. And, and it's one of those things, you know what? I was talking to uh, our younger son, me and my wife. We were talking actually to him and his girlfriend. We went to dinner the other day. And uh, she's a senior, he's a junior, and we we're just talking about, you know, uh, where, you know, where they're going to college and talking about college, and and we were telling both of them, you know, and why we've been really pushing our our, our kids the opportunities that we had. I don't feel that they have. There was no doubt. When I was growing up, you didn't have to go to college. You didn't have to to do any of those things. You just worked hard, and you could make it. You could climb the ladder. And people really didn't care. Once you proved you could do the job, they didn't care. Now the problem is what? Most of the jobs now, right, they're, they're training the robots to do them. <laughs> right, right. Hey, how do we get rid of these people? Right or there, there's there's no middle management job. Right, those jobs seem to have disappeared. Right, we got the huge corporations now. Uh, you know, companies like Amazon and Walmart replace tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of store managers, assistant store managers, supervisors. Right, I mean, hundreds of thousands of gone. Right, the manufacturing jobs. They're not here. They're not. I mean, we're almost to the point where we don't make a single car in America. We make the SUVs for now. For how long? How long? How long until well, you know what, it just makes sense, you know, we build the cars down there, let's build the SUVs down there. Right, the opportunity to be able to just work hard and advance and live a quality of life—it really is. I, 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 I see this. So when I when I read uh, the uh, this news here, I, I get. I'm like, man, that is exactly what I'm. What I feel like is happening. Most employees, eighty three percent are worried about losing their job to automation, recession, lack of training, cheaper foreign uh, cheaper foreign competition, immigration and the gig economy. I mean, there it all is, right? 
Everybody's like, my fingers crossed. Hey, gosh, I hope they renew my contract, all the gig workers, right? You always work. Are they going to keep me on? You know, every year you got to do the dance. And it just happens more and more and more. Uh, uh, something That's actually one of the articles. You go out to allamericangold.com. I think we have that article up on our website as well if you want to uh, read more about it. But today, listen, put them away. Gold is is really done a nice job of consolidating here at this new higher level. Uh, I think it's just a matter of, of, it could, you know, days, day, week, two weeks. I, I don't see this going very much longer uh, before we see uh, gold break above 1600 It really put its eyes on 1700 uh, and, and of course, I've told you time and time again, fifteen eighty five. I keep saying that we closed above that, and and I think we're going to have uh, uh, seventeen hundred dollar gold within you know thirty, forty five, sixty days from that point. And the problem is, you break seventeen twenty five, that puts eighteen hundred dollar gold right in the right in there as well. U.S. five dollar liberties, four hundred and twenty five bucks, massive savings today, eight hundred. Nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow.